Welcome back to a new week of Ew, That's Creepy. This week, we will be discussing animal attacks, specifically two encounters in Australia. Today, we will start with the infamous crocodile attack on eco-feminist Val Plumwood. Val is a total badass, and her canoe even made it to the National Museum of Australia. Go, Val! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy. We are getting creepy and spooky again this week, and this week, Melissa is going to be telling me about animal attacks. Whoop. How fun. Remember when we did this? This was like one of our first themes that we did. It wasn't really animal attacks, but deadly pets. Yes, people who had those animals in their control. So this is, I'm assuming, going to be uncontrolled animals out in the uh, wild? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is not pets at all, in the slightest. <laughs> okay. So today I'm going to be talking about Val Plumwood. And let me just preface, I'll give you guys a little bit of background about her life real quick to just help you. That will better understand the story. So Val Plumwood was born... August 11th in 1939 in Terry Hills, Australia, which is close to Sydney. <clears throat> and I realized that both stories I picked this week are in Australia. Hell yeah, Australia. I did that intentionally, but we love Australia. Yeah, we do. So she actually lived in a house that her parents built. I think they read, I think I read by they dipped sacks into cement and used that for walls because they didn't have that much money. And then they just got a plot of land and were poultry farmers. So they moved around a lot, kind of based on, like, little jobs that Val's father could find. Um, But by the time she was ready for high school, she was living in southern Sydney. And when she attended high school, she was named the... I I don't know how to say this. How would you say D-U-X? Ducks or do... I have no idea. Okay, well, she was named the <laughs> D-U-X of her class, which is the highest ranking student. Ooh, get it, Val. Mm-hmm. And so she grew up in hum- humble beginnings, but she was intelligent and driven, and growing up that way kind of gave her this love of nature and love of the wild, and she didn't really need to have a ton of material items. After some personal challenges in her life, uh, Val went to undergrad school in Sydney in 1962. During her studies, she met and married another student named Richard Rootley, and the two were a powerhouse couple. They were outspoken against Australia's deforestation, and they were really big about preserving biodiversity, and they wrote a very popular book together named The Fight for the Forests. That is so cute. Right? And they built a home on Plumwood Mountain out of stones in a rainforest clearing. Wow. Sadly, though, the couple did get divorced in 1981. Damn it. I know. When that happened, Val changed her last name to Plumwood, which was the mountain where their home was built. And so she remained in the stone home that they had built together. In 1985, Val decided to visit 
Kakadu National Park for camping and to watch the water lilies. Because at this point, Val, you know, her and her husband, she was still a very outspoken woman and ecologist and things like that, even without her husband. So, um, she was still continuing on with her studies and her love of nature. So, in 1985, she went to Kakadu National Park for camping and to watch the water lilies as they turn colors. On February 19th, Val asked a park ranger to borrow a canoe to explore East Alligator Lagoon. Hmm. The park ranger lent Val a canoe, but he stressed the importance of not going down the main channel, which is where many crocodiles are known to stay. So... That was, like, basically the area she was at is super, super, super well-known for crocodile attacks and things like that, so. I would never go there. I know. But Val's a wild woman. So she did take their advice, and she was like, okay, I'm going to go, but I won't go down the main channel. And she went out that day, and she went exploring. She was going down little channels in the swamp, but it was super rainy. It wasn't a great day. And it was kind of hard to stick to where she wanted to go because it was raining so bad. At one point, Val decided to pull her canoe over for lunch. And she said that she felt the sensation of being watched, which was really unusual. Even for all her time in the forest, like she was not used to feeling that sensation. And she knew that someone or something was watching her. I'm scared. (laughs) Now, Val, she wasn't like totally freaked out by this. She wasn't gonna be freaked out and just run into the water she thought it was unusual but she was just like okay you know it it'll be fine i'll i know what's going on i'll be fine so she gets back in the water and like i said there was rain and bad weather that day so she kept needing to get out of her canoe and drain water and get back in and eventually Val ended up at a clearing and she actually was kind of surprised to realize that the currents of the channel had brought her back to the main channel where the rangers and everyone had told her not to go down because of how many crocodiles there were. Oh my God, <clears throat> no. I know. So not good. And Val ended up going down the main channel because she kind of didn't really have a choice at this point. And within five minutes of her going down there, she sees what she thinks is a stick floating down the river. But then she sees eyes flick towards her and she realizes that it is a crocodile. At first, Val, she wasn't that afraid because she had a lot of respect for crocodiles and she thought that she would just float by it in her canoe and, you know, add a little excitement to her day. And especially, too, because the rangers had kind of told her that crocodiles will attack people who are getting out of their canoe and things like that but they're not just going to attack you when you're in your canoe so she just floats by it and she thinks that they're just kind of going to float by one another and just peacefully but unfortunately for her she gets closer than she intended and the crocodile does just attack the canoe oh my god i know And so it attacks the canoe multiple times. It just keeps, like, Val is trying to paddle away and trying to just keep the canoe going. And every time she does, it's just coming back and attacking it again. Like, it is just kind of 
determined to rip this canoe apart. Determined to gnaw on Val's canoe. Basically. Have canoe for lunch. (laughs) So the canoe is taking on so much damage that Val is like, I need to get out or this is going to capsize. And then I'm going to be even more like screwed in this situation. So Val looks around and she notices that the riverbanks are all muddy from the rain. And so it would basically be impossible to just get out and swim and run up. And so she decides that her best bet would be to grab branches that are hanging down from a paper bark tree nearby the riverbank. So she paddles her canoe in that direction. The whole time the crocodile is still attacking it. (laughs) She steers towards the tree and she stands up in the canoe and she notices now that the crocodile had come alongside the canoe. And Val's is that the two literally made eye contact and she yelled to go away at it. Aww. Sadly, it didn't go away, girl. No. I know. Listen to her. If only it was so simple. Val, finally, she got to the branches. She stands up from her canoe, and she makes a jump for it. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Before her foot even touches a branch, the crocodile jumps up out of the water, (gasps) clamps onto Val's legs, and pulls her back into the water. Oh, my God. That is like an action movie. It's a nightmare. The next thing Val knew, she was underwater, repeatedly being death rolled by this crocodile. So if you don't know what that means, a death roll is when a crocodile grabs its prey and it will roll them underwater to injure them or like subdue them. Then after that, it will just, the crocodile will just hold the prey underwater until it drowns and then eat them. Val was rolling with the crocodile for what seemed like forever. And she said that she thought to herself, this whole experience, you know, this had to be a nightmare or a dream. Like, it was all happening so fast. One second she was out of the water and the next she couldn't even focus on what's going on because she's being, you know, thrashed around so hard. And Val said she was on the verge of passing out and drowning when all of a sudden the rolling stopped and the crocodile let her go. Val's feet touched the ground and she gasped for air but just you know when she got her head out of the water the crocodile bit down on her legs again and brought her under for another death roll so again Val is continuously rolling underwater she's almost drowning from taking in so much water but as soon as it seems like she's going to pass out the crocodile stops again and This time, Val was determined to not be rolled again because she said that she would rather be, like, she said that she would rather have the crocodile chew her apart than be rolled and drowned to death slowly. Mm. So she bursts out of the water. She grabs onto the branches of the tree for support again. And she said that for the first time, she noticed the crocodile was making this horrible growling noise at her. But it did surprisingly let go of her legs, and Val was able to use the branch and pull herself up. So she's pulling herself up out of the water again. She thinks she's finally free, and just like a nightmare, when Val grabs onto the branch and jumps up, the crocodile jumps out of the water again, grabs Val's upper thigh, and drags her back down into the water. Oh my god. I know. This thing is relentless. So for the third time now, 
Val is in a death roll with this huge crocodile. And the same pattern as before. It's rolling her around, rolling her. And right before she's about to pass out, it stops. And this time, Val tries to fight, and she reaches behind her and sticks her fingers into... She said it felt like holes, so she said she really doesn't know if it was eyes or nostrils, but she dug into something. And she said that she jumped out again after that, grabbed back onto the branches she could find, and just pulled herself from the crocodile's jaws. And this time, Val said that she was like, I'm just going to make a run for it because there's nothing else I can do. So she made a run for the muddy bank on this channel, and... It's just, you know, all rain and full of mud. So she gets out and she slips back down the channel and back into the water. (sighs) But she gets up again because she's not going to give up. And Val, again, gets up a second time and attempts to run up this muddy channel bank. And again, she slips back down into the water. But this time she's able to grab onto a small patch of grass and, like, dig her fingers into the grass and into the mud. And using the last bit of strength that she could muster up, she dug her hands into the mud and her fingers and used that as her method to pull herself up out of this muddy channel bank. Wow. That is insane. I know. So she made it to the top of the bank, away from this crocodile, and she's clearly happy about that. But as she stands up, she realizes that, you know, she is severely injured. She didn't want to look down at first because she's like, okay, I don't want to freak myself out. If I can just make a run for it, I can get to help and I can get to the middle of the forest and find a park ranger. So she continues to kind of just like run a little bit, like as much as she could muster up a run. Um, So she's going towards the ranger station and let me just read a quote straight from her book. After putting more distance between me and the crocodile, I stopped and realized for the first time how serious my wounds were. I did not remove my clothing to see the damage to the groin area inflicted by the first hold. What I could see was bad enough. The left thigh hung open with bits of fat, tendon, and muscle showing, and a sick, numb feeling suffused my entire body. I tore up some clothing to bind the wounds and made a tourniquet for my bleeding thigh, then staggered on still elated from my escape. I went some distance before realizing with a sinking heart that I had crossed the swamp above the ranger station in the canoe and I could not get back without it, end quote. Oh my God. I know. (sighs) So she basically realized, you know, how bad her leg is. Now she's realizing that she can't get back to where she was because she doesn't have her canoe. So now her only chance of survival is really being found by someone because that's all she could have left. So she continues on. She's like, okay, I'll get down to the swamp. I'll get closer to water and that'll be a better chance of being found. So she staggers on yelling for help. The more she walked, the weaker she's becoming until she's starting to just pass out and like staggering. Val finally just had to lay down and she's just succumbing to her injuries knowing that she can't make it overnight but she can't walk any farther. Val's laying there waiting to just be totally unconscious and pass out. She could hear swirling in the water knowing that crocodiles were still in there like lurking basically. And all of a sudden Val starts to hear a motor running gently in the distance 
And so she yelled out for help, thinking that it could be someone in a boat. She thought she might have heard a response, but then, sadly, she just heard the motor grow fainter and fainter as it went away. No. But suddenly, lights appeared from a rescue craft, and Val realized that the park ranger had came for her. Yes. After he noticed that she hadn't come back to her camp and, like, with the canoe that she had borrowed. And finally, Val was saved from the forest, but she needed to survive a 13-hour trip to the hospital. Oh, my God. On the way to the hospital, Val remembers hearing rescuers talking about going back the next day to kill the crocodile. What? But Val said that she was strongly against this, and she told them she didn't want any crocodiles to be killed because she basically said that she was the one invading their territory. I mean, she's kind of right, but Val's a real one for that. Yeah. Luckily, in the end, Val made it to the hospital and was rescued. She underwent numerous surgeries on her legs and even overcame an infection that risked amputation. Damn. Val was still able to walk after the event. She didn't have to go undergo any serious, like, physical life changes or anything. But after the attack... You know, it kind of blew up immediately what happened because crocodile attacks on humans aren't that um, common, especially in, with a woman surviving and everything. After the attack, Val said that she lived in this glow of a newfound appreciation for the world and just the little things. You know, she underwent a near-death experience, and she explained in her book that the humbling sensation of just being prey that for a minute it didn't matter who she was as a person or who she was in life, what she did in life. She was just prey to this crocodile for one minute and she was either going to live or she was just, you know, going to die. Wow, that is such a crazy way to think about it, though, but that is so true. I know. That's like so humbling. (laughs) Not like obviously no experience that anybody would ever want. And listen to this. This was such an interesting point. Like, I was like, oh, my God. I read, I was, like, reading the hell out of her book. (laughs) Now, Val, um, so in her book, she discussed, too, that the portrayal of this whole event in the media, she, like, hated it. She said she was so disappointed by how they, the media portrayed this because she said that it, the media portrayed this odd sexualization of her And they, like, loved this idea of this masculine beast attacking this young woman who was out by herself, like, on this channel. So. That's so creepy. That that was, like, Val's interpretation of it. Mm. And she said that they also used this incident as fuel to say that women don't belong out in the bush, you know, on their own and things like that. So I won't go into that a lot, but, you know, Val was talking about her opinions on that and I was like that's so interesting because she said that and then after when I was looking this up and looking at pictures of her I found a drawing of someone drew this event and it is a woman in a dress and the crocodile is like coming out pulling her back into the water so I was like you know that is a very interesting point so Val she is an incredible woman an incredible feminist ecologist woman of nature so you know, that was just a little bit about her and her book. So if that, if you guys were into that, go read her book. Following the crocodile attack, Val tried to lay low and just continue her preservation of wildlife. 
She still had an incredible appreciation for crocodiles and didn't feel any type of way. After the incident, Val worked as a professor, a visiting professor at North Carolina University. She also worked at the University of California Berkeley campus. Wow. Then she returned to Australia and worked at the University of Sydney. Val continued to write books, and she wrote one called Feminism and the Mastery of Nature, which became an instant classic. Wow, that's amazing. I'd like to read that one. I know. In March 2008, at the age of 67, the loved ecologist and feminist passed away in her house from what is believed to be a stroke. Hmm. And I believe I read it was the same stone house that she had built with her um, husband. So. Oh, well, that's kind of, that's cute, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know if that's yeah. a peaceful death or not, but mm-hmm. it's better than going from a crocodile. That is for sure. So that is the story of Val Plumwood. She is now freaking awesome. And a ton of this information came straight from her book, and it was so exciting to read. So I highly recommend reading her book. Um, I believe the name of that one is just Being Prey. So... I like that story a lot. That was a good one. Thank you. I loved it, too. I thought it was a really good one. And we like Val a lot. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you guys have heard of that one, or let me know what you guys think. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was really good. I'm glad she made it out. I know. I wanted to keep it summary, but not, like, too depressing. Yeah. Good for us and good for Val. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys. We like... Love you guys and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.